Grind Straight Talk Faithful. Your host, your boy, George Mackay, back in studio again today. And man, oh man, do I have a good one. This is one I have been waiting for. I've been a big fan of these two gentlemen for a very, very long time. And it's exciting and honoring to bring them to the show. Please welcome Justin Newhook, Matt Connors, a.k.a. Sabotage. How are you, gentlemen? Good, sir. Yourself? You know what? I can't complain. I'm about to talk wrestling with literally, hands down, one of my favorite tag teams in the world right now. And that's not kissing your ass. That's being 100% honest. You guys are absolutely... You can kiss ass all you want. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, fine. I'm kissing ass a little bit, but I'm also being 100% sincere when I say this. I had the pleasure of seeing you guys at Destiny for the first time live in person. I've seen a lot of your matches online, but to see you guys live in person adds a whole nother element. And on top of that, you guys were very sincere, very forthcoming. I always, before I get anybody on the show, I love to scout the talent out, meet them, find out if they're going to be approachable. And you guys were all of that. Plus, on top of that, you literally made my daughter's night. You guys got bracelets from her, both of you, that night. And she was just big, big fans of you guys that night. She was upset that the win didn't go your way. But other than that, meeting you guys was at the top of her list and mine. And I can say happily, bucket list checked off. Thank you. Yeah. It's that type of support that makes the twenty one hour drives seem, you know, like nothing. And then we get there, we meet people like you and it you know, it uh, it really makes it all worth it in the end. You know, without you guys we ain't got shit, so well, I, I, and I appreciate that, but I mean, uh, you guys driving out to 21 hours to us, that's what makes it special. I've, had, I've interviewed so many people from, you know, your side of Canada, the East Coast side of stuff, and um, they've been awesome. Little Blay, fantastic talent. Madison Miles, her and I have kind of been in contact here and there trying to set something up. Uh, referee Emily Parker as well, she's absolutely fantastic. I mean, everybody from that side of Canada is coming up so strong, and it's, it's something special to see. It's something special to see, but to able to, to come down to like, you know, the, uh, I guess you want to say the West Coast, if you will, Central Ontario, Central Canada, if you will, that brings a whole nother element. And you guys, I mean, that night you won the Destiny crowd over, which is not an easy thing to do. The Destiny crowd is very, very uh, territorial, very, very loyal. But when we welcome somebody, we welcome somebody with open arms and you guys showed everybody what I already knew because I've been following you from some time, but you showed everybody who didn't know who you were that night, at least in Ontario, you showed them exactly who the hell you are, and you guys are one of the best tag teams I have ever seen. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling, as you can tell. Uh, oh, some of my favorite, some of my favorite tag teams, other than yourselves. I mean, if we're gonna go mainstream, I'm a big. A lot of people hate them, but I'm a big revival guy. I love them. I love the old school style that they bring love to that. the table. You know what I mean? One of my favorites. And also another tag team is uh, one that um, they were the ones that actually. Uh, turn me on to you guys. Uh, I interviewed them. They're from here in Ontario, Hamilton, actually. Empire, Matt Grant and TJ Kirk. And they are an absolute fantastic tag team. And when I asked them who would be one of their dream matches, like to face within the next couple of years, you guys were at the top of the list. Really? Yes. So if Empire's listening or there's any, you know, promoters out there that want to set this up, I highly recommend it because this, when you guys and Empire are in the ring, I could say three words, match of the year, match of the year. You guys would tear it down. You're both very built the same. You're both fast. You're both quick. You both have power and both tag teams bring that element to the table, which a lot of tag teams, as much as there's a flurry of maneuvers, a lot of tag teams don't do so much of the combo moves anymore. 
It's very quick strikes, quick tags, but nobody does the combo moves anymore. And that's what I love about like teams like the Revival, like yourselves, like Empire. They incorporate a lot of the double team maneuvers, which a lot of these new age tag teams kind of seem to have forgotten. And I guess this is my first question, gentlemen, in posing that a lot of tag teams are thrown together. But I think a tag team is more fluid when they're kind of brought up together, they come up together, they travel together, they get to know literally everything about that person. I mean, it, it's almost like having a, 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 a working relationship, if you will, like a marriage. Because when you're in a tag team, exactly. it's serious shit. That's exactly how I describe it. Yeah. That's exactly how I describe it. So 100%. What would, you say to, what would you say to that question about these thrown together tag teams sometimes that have forgotten the style, or I guess haven't learned the style of true tag team wrestling? Um, you know, getting like uh, thrown into it just because of a booker and they decide to stick with it, but it still doesn't have that essence of a tag team. Like when I first got into wrestling, Justin had already trained a year prior to me. Um, but as soon as I, I got out of training, it was bang right into a tag team and we haven't looked back and I won't ever look back. Like singles wrestling is just, it's, it's a wonderful, beautiful thing, but it's just not in my cards. Like that's just not what I want to do. I have, I have fun. Uh, kicking people's ass with my best friend in my corner, and I don't ever want to change that. Um, we have we have a chemistry that seemingly uh, I don't know it, it's 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 gone a long way. Like our chemistry, like maybe I don't see it the way people uh, other people see it, but our chemistry seems to be second to none. Like we just we finish each other's sentences. We know. Our, like what we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it, when talking to each other. It's, uh, we love the old school style of wrestling, like those little sequences, like you said. It's, a, it's almost like a lost art. You start slapping two people, random people together, and then it's like you have two singles competitors with these certain repertoires that they use, and now they have to try to mash that together. Whereas if like me and Justin, for example, we basically have the exact same mindset for everything that we're about to do in that ring. Yeah. And Justin, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, like, like Connor's mentioned at the beginning, I wrestled for about a year before he was finished training. I maybe had like under 10 matches or maybe 10 singles matches. And I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And like, it was just like a lost puppy, really. And then I meet Connor, so he gets out of training. And it literally just all fell into place. There's people asking if we're brothers or if we're related. And then our chemistry was just so good outside the ring that we said, okay, well, let's give this a try. And we had our first match, and we, we had not looked back. Well, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. I mean, this would, this would be, if there ever was a booker that ever suggested setting you up, that would be like every young girl back in 93 when the bat, when the new kids on the block broke up. You know what I mean? I would have my heart broken. I would. I would have my heart legitimately broken. And we can't ever do that. So to any promoter no. now, I say this. If you ever break these guys up, I will hunt you down. I will find you. And I will do bad things like Liam Neeson did in the first, very, very first. Uh, that, I can't remember the name of that movie right now. But you know the movie I'm talking about. <laughs> Take it. Thank you. Take it. Yes. You know that line when he's on the phone. I will find you. And I will kill you. And I will do that, 100%. So We have a certain set of skills. That's You guys definitely do. And I want to talk about that now. So the match that I was able to see you at uh, in person at Destiny was, get, was against another one of my favorite tag teams, the Death Red Army. These guys are, awesome. are built like two behemoths. It's like if Brock Lesnar 
and another Brock Lesnar spit out babies, that would be these two guys. They're just built like tanks. But you two walked in like you own the place with that swagger that I absolutely love about you. And you guys didn't have a wrestling match. You had a war. You legitimately had a war. And like I said, the decision didn't go to you that night. But man, oh man, it was literally by the skin of their teeth that I believe they pulled that victory out. Have you guys, I mean, you guys have had so many classic matches, but would you say in your career thus far that that one ranks up as probably one of your, you know, strongest bodies of work to date? It, it definitely does because um, we don't usually get to uh, uh, face guys our side. So when we walked into the locker room, we seen these guys that were, well, one of them, one of them is ripped like a son of a bitch, and the other one is just this big guy that's heavier than me. And I swear to God, I just looked at Connor and I said, "Oh, this is, this is we're gonna hurt each other. Like we are gonna beat the shit out of each other, and that's what we want." Mm-hmm. So I definitely, definitely love that match. But we didn't. That was the tip of the iceberg of what both teams could do together. So I definitely want more matches with those guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, hands down. I mean, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a wrestling match. It was a war. And at the end of it all, you yeah. can see how exhausted the four of you are. But what I love about wrestling, it's one of the reasons why I'm a huge fan, is at the end of it all, you can stare at the across the ring at your opponent, and you can just give them that like you know slow head nod of respect. And you know that that night you've earned each other's respect. And when you see each other in the locker room next time, you'll say your you know as you always would. You'll be respectful. You'll say your hellos, but you'll be like, I remember that guy. I remember exactly what I was up against the last time, and I know I got to go even harder this time. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, I guess, my next question would be, if there was any tag teams that you hadn't uh, been able to cross paths with yet, is there a particular tag team that you have your eyes set on in the indie scene here in Canada right now? GDC. Mm-hmm. Really? Why, why would it yeah, be those GDC. guys at the top of your list? Yeah. Um, well, we, we got the cross pass with them. Technically, we were a triple threat, um, tag team tornado match for Smash. Uh, yeah, that was cool. That was like last summer. And we got the cross pass with them and like interact a little bit in the match. But we want a full on match with those guys because once again, they're just big guys that can move and they're a tag team. Like, they still do singles matches on their own, but they are a tag team where. We know that chemistry will just be there. And it was in that triple threat match, for sure. But we want a full-on battle with them. Would you guys do a classic wrestling match with them? Or would you do something like a stipulation match? Like, a, like I don't know, a ladder match, uh, a tables match? Uh, something where you can use the environment to your advantage as well? Well, I think we need to build to that. We don't, just, yeah. we, don't just, we don't just give everybody what they want right away. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We're wrestling fans. Don't we deserve it, God damn it? No, we don't? Okay. Uh, you got to earn it. You got to sit in that seat a couple times to see that. That's right. So that would be a, that would be a three stages type deal. You'd have your classic there wrestling you match. Then maybe you'd up the ante a little bit the second time around where one of you kind of squeaks out the win or maybe steals the win. And then you have your third and final all out. Okay, now we're going to kill each other. We're going to leave this arena with some scars to remind us of this night. That's right. Would you guys say that, again, to go back to tag team wrestling and and the kind of lost art, would you guys say there's ever been a situation, and I'm definitely not asking for any names to be dropped at all, but would you guys say there's ever been a situation where you've been brought into a promotion 
to say face one particular tag team or one particular team that you were booked with. And then you kind of come in and you find out there might have been a last minute injury. Maybe they couldn't get there. Transportation fell through, what have you. And they kind of throw you in the ring with a kind of throwing together tag team. Has there ever been a situation where you look at that and go, okay, you know what? I mean, because I know you guys would give it your all. But when you're throwing in there with kind of that mesh together tag team, if it is a, ever happened, has there ever been a situation where they've come out and surprised you? Because sometimes a lot of teams can find that semi-instant chemistry based on who they're facing across the ring. Um, we've never really been put in that type of situation because most times it's either the tag team happens or, yeah, either we face the actual tag team. The only time that we've actually been thrown into a match or feud with, like, a throwing together tag team. Mm -hmm. You can tell the chemistry's not there. I'm not going to say any names. I know, I know, I know, um, Connors knows exactly what I'm talking about right now, yeah. but um, the chemistry is just not there, and you can't force that type of chemistry. Now we've helped bring those guys along in the sense of this is what you need to do in tag team stuff, but it's still like the chemistry is just not there. So well, I've never really been in this situation. I've never. I can't. From what I can recall, I can't remember being thrown in a situation where there was a surprise chemistry. I'd love to see that. I've, I've had a few matches with teams that we didn't wrestle before, and I came in the back and thought, oh, shit, that was way better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah, these guys were still, yeah they, but those teams were still established tag teams. I just didn't know if our stars were going to mesh well, but they ended up meshing really well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only other thing would be like a brand new tag team that just formed around here. We've had to kind of like, like they are an actual tag team, but they were like kind of new at being a tag team. So that like they were singles and then they formed this thing. Right. So it's like, uh, we kind of had to, it was, it was kind of cool in that instance to, to, to have those people in there and like show them what, how, how we approach tag team wrestling as them being a brand new tag team. So it's kind of like, Almost like taking them under our wing, but not at the same time, because yeah. you, know, you kind of yeah. baptism by fire, learn learn on your own. But like, you know, it, it's kind of cool as like a, a teaching type scenario, I guess. One hundred percent. Let's let's go back a little bit to the the training aspect. So, Justin, you had already been training for a year to the point when when Matt had, had finished his training. And um, did you guys train at the same school, or did you guys train at, at different uh, schools? Same, same trainer, different locations. Yeah. Okay. yeah, sorry, same trainer, but the schools were, uh, were were moved in between our training school at that point. So. Right. Same trainer. Okay, and who was your trainer? Jerry Williams. Nice, nice, fantastic. And uh, was 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 it always the goal, like, uh, to, to be the tag team? Because, Justin, you already said, like, you had singles matches under your belt. Were you always waiting for uh, Connors to finish his training? And then we were going to form this, this amazing team that we were speaking about today? It's kind of a weird uh, thing. So, like, he was doing, Justin was doing his singles wrestling, and, like, I was still training, and I had the idea for Sabotage was a singles wrestler. And, like, so as I was going through training, people are, like, we're, we're still going to shows and helping out, and he'd have his matches, I'm still training. So I just, you know, watch and learn and all that stuff. So when um, 
when we're at those shows, people are asking us, like we mentioned earlier, like, are you guys brothers, cousins, like family members? Are you guys going to be a tag team? You guys need to be a tag team. Like everyone was asking. So the idea for the singles wrestler, uh, uh, the singles gimmick for sabotage, totally went out the window. And then I heard the cancer bats version of sabotage by beastie boys. And I was like, dude, listen to this shit. So we listened to it and he was like, I don't know. And I was like, tag team. He's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that was it. Pretty much like that. And then we just started right from there. It was like the idea of a singles wrestler and, uh, and this song kind of brought, the, we're like the last two ingredients to like solidify our tag team. It was kind of cool. I was actually going to ask if the if the name how the name came to be, but you already answered one of my questions. This is what I love about these interviews is that it's fluidity. It's almost like I'm the third member of Sabotage, but I'll never step in the ring because I can't do what you guys can do. But I'll cheer from the <laughs> sidelines. I'll come Street out. Crew, brother. I'll come out and be your manager. I'll do it. There you go. I'll walk out and I'll be like, yeah, that's right. I'm here. I'll I'll interfere. I'll. I'll get in people's faces, and then, uh, you know, you guys will steal the win, and I'll run out of there like I did all the work. I think we got an idea here, gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah, always, always. So, oh, that's sick. Yes, and I will will paint my face to look semi-like the Joker and a mixture of uh, maybe Deadshot. I'll do a half dead shot face, half Joker face. Oh, I love it's already forming. Killing joke. You just named it. It's killing joke. There. (laughs) I was was hoping you were going to dress up like Harley Quinn, but I don't. I don't have the body type for that, gentlemen. Damn girl. (laughs) I cannot. uh, I cannot pull off Harley Quinn. Although I do love. I do love. um, You know, uh, a good Margot Robbie movie. I mean, you know, I I prefer Wolf of Wall Street because anytime you can see anybody sniffing cocaine out of her butt, that's a good day, right? Yeah. So let's let's actually talk. Let's actually sidewise. So uh, let's go to like movies and music and stuff like that. So you mentioned the Cancer Bats. You mentioned Sabotage, which is kind of where I was thinking it had something to do with the Beastie Boys song. But the Cancer Bats version I've heard as well, and that's a fantastic version. But in terms of other kinds of stuff, like you know, I don't usually ask these questions, but I feel like we're kind of going that way anyways. We've mentioned some movies, comic books, and stuff like that. So this is actually an interesting question that I might pose. Are you guys a fan of comic books? 100%. All right. So, what are your what are your likes and your tastes? Are you guys Marvel? Are you DC? Are you Image? Are you a little bit of everything? I'd say a little bit of everything for myself. I think I lean a little toward. Well, see, it's a double edged sword for me because man, I love Batman, but goddamn, I love Marvel. So it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's that that double edged sword. But I mean, you love them for both for what they are. It's like wrestling promotions. You know, they're all the same, but they're all different. So you. you you love them for whatever you you love about them. You know, what I mean, it's hard to really pick one side of that type of stuff because there's so many different stories, so many different adventures they all go on, and so many different characters to get involved in. So, it's I I did always never wanted to narrow myself down to one thing. So I've always been into DC, Marvel. Uh, I listen to uh, a lot of different music. Uh, Coheed and Cambria is a concept band. I've read all their comics that go with their music. So I'm very in tune with that stuff. Justin, what about yourself? Uh, I'm I lean more towards Marvel. Way more towards Marvel. Like you said, I love Batman as well, but when it gets into other certain comics or DC, I just don't follow. Uh, and then as for music, uh, me and Connors have a very similar taste, but his is much more broad when it comes to music. We're both metalheads, but he's also a musician, so he understands like concept albums much better than I do. And then he listens to 
I can't remember his name now, but he like plays the acoustic guitar. He's a big dude. Oh, Andy McKee. There you go, Andy McKee. And he listens to like so many different types of music that has opened my eyes and ears to it. But I still, the first thing that I listen to when I go to the gym is metal. Like that's my go-to. That's what amps me up. So. Well, and I was hoping you were going to answer the questions the way you did, because this is a question I, I used to ask on my show, but then I kind of got what I consider to be the ultimate answer. But I think you guys might be able to give you the ultimate, ultimate answer. So I want to paint okay. a scenario for you. So here's a scenario. Let's say this is in the distant future, or even in the near future. You're both walking downstairs in your houses, your condos, wherever you are. You sit down. You eat your morning breakfast, eggs, bacon, you have your coffee, maybe an iced coffee, OJ, whatever you prefer in the morning. And in front of you lay five contracts. And the contracts are all for the same amount of dates, same monetary value. But the contracts in no particular order are for WWE, AEW, ROH, New Japan Pro, and Impact Wrestling. And the only reason I mentioned those five above any other promotion, because like you said, there's a thousand great different promotions out there, all doing something different and all bringing their own unique flavor to the table of pro wrestling. But I mentioned those five because out of all the kind of top tier promotions, those are the five I do follow on a quite religious basis. Um, so my question being, you know, this is kind of like a what-if scenario if we're going to mention comic books. I'm a big fan of Marvel. Uh, I love the what-if series. You know, a what if Spider-Man never got bit? What if Punisher's family never died? It's kind of a different take on those stories. So okay. if yeah. you had the opportunity to pick one of these contracts, which one would you choose? And what would be the tag team, or sorry, who would be the tag team that you would want to go after or kind of get into a rivalry with first? Wow, Japan. Yeah. New Japan. All right, you both said that quite easily. So then, in terms of New Japan, who are we go? Who are we getting into a rivalry with first? Thrill is a destiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you guys I love you guys? I'm a huge fan. But now, you're just, <laughs> now you're just you're just making it a lot more. Uh, you're you're making it a lot more lovable here, gentlemen. I really can't hate any of the answers. So. I, I understand the answer why, but maybe there are some fans out there uh, that will listen to this episode and not really understand. So maybe explain a little bit more in depth why, above all the other promotions, you chose New Japan and you chose that fucking amazing team that you did. Please. Oh, Jesus. Um, for, for me personally, New Japan would just be the ultimate, like, at the tone of everyone that goes everywhere does that. Their goal is to get to New Japan even if it's for one match. Because the amount of respect that you can get from fans and workers and promoters and all alike and just the quality of matches that you can go out and you're not pushed for, you know, seven minutes of TV time, which, don't get me wrong, I would love that as well. Uh, but just, they get to go out and they're just told, just, just do what you do. And that's they get the work. Like, yeah, they get the work. And that, that's, that's something like... Some of our favorite matches have been just when the promoter goes, just just go do what you do. And then we get to go and tell our own story. Um, as for Grill of the Destiny, there's, there's many reasons, I guess. They're, they're numerous time tag team champions. Their work together is amazing. They come from an amazing lineage. Yeah. <laughs> and they're tough motherfuckers that, sorry, I don't know if I can swear or not. Absolutely, you can, 100%. 100%. <laughs> they're tough oh, don't tell them that. <laughs> 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 
No, you're um, you're you're a hundred percent right. They are they are hands down. I mean, the lineage, the history, the amount of of gold that those gentlemen have held is nothing short of, uh, to use it bluntly, one word, legendary. Legendary. Yeah, totally. And I, I don't know if I don't know if Connors had a different uh, tag team or promotion that he wanted to go for on that, but. I feel like that's where we would end up if we had a choice. Totally. I just, I, I feel there's, of course, I'd love for us to go everywhere, but I mean, realistically, yeah. and just like for who we are as people and who we are as performers, um, uh, who we are as characters, even, I think uh, that would be the best plug for the, for the two of us to, to it's just, I, I feel like that's where we belong in our situation right now. Of course, I'd love to go to NXT and, and uh, you know, so AEW would be a blast because it's just you know it's new, it's fresh, it's it's totally different than the than you know WWE, what WWE is doing. But uh, New Japan just has that that feel to it. You know what I mean? Like it's a real goddamn fight, and these guys are gonna rip the shit out of each other, and and and, and it leaves you on the edge of your seat. Even even as a as a worker, when I watch New Japan, I watch as a fan more so than I do as taking notes and stuff like that because it grabs you man it's a real fight like the the atmosphere of the crowd uh you know the way they react they're they're so involved um even even just the 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 lifestyle of being in japan i've always like been like drawn towards their towards their the way they live and and i just i'd I'd love to be a part of it i think it'd be wicked yeah, I, I absolutely see you fitting in there. But, I mean, you know, uh, 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 a wrestling fan can dream. I mean, NXT, uh, hell yeah, I could see you going up against Undisputed Era. You guys versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, pff, shut up and take my money. Uh, see right. you guys in AEW. I mean, you guys going up against the Young Bucks, Private Party, uh, the Dark Order, shut up and take my money. Uh, even Impact, yeah. uh, see you guys going in Impact. I, I could see you guys getting into it. A big time with uh, like the Desi Hit Squad. I think that would be a phenomenal contrast in terms of styles. And uh, yeah. I actually interviewed Rohit Ranju, uh, aka Hakeem Zayn, and man, the promos that he could cut, the 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 promos that you guys could cut—it's dangerous. I mean, Jesus Christ, I want to hang up with you right now and just put all these matches on my PlayStation Four and see what I can do. <laughs> but it's it, it's literally it's literally uh, the tip of the iceberg where I could see you guys going. Um, Let's go back to that. You actually mentioned an interesting point, uh, point there, Justin, and I want to touch on that for a second. You mentioned, you know, your favorite places to go are when a promoter says, just just do what you do. Go out there and do what you do, and you're kind of allowed that freedom. When you go into a, a new promotion or you're meeting a promote, promoter for the first time or the second time, and they, they tell you that, does that automatically put you in a, a kind of a right comfort zone? Or on the flip oh, side, uh, if you go into a promotion and the promoter's like, no, no, this, this is the story I need you to tell. Does that kind of you feel limit you in terms of your creativity in the ring? Uh, not really. See, the thing, the thing for us is we've been told, we've gone to a lot of other promotions where they do a lot of stuff for TV and they have a certain amount of time and uh, we're told time in the ring. So like we've had to cut stuff from very important matches where you do it on the fly and you make it make sense. Like, I like both aspects because when we come back from a match and um, like I can't remember which match it was right now, but we had to cut. Oh, it was against Team Europe. Team Europe, oh, torture chamber, yeah. Yeah, we had to we had to cut a, like a couple minutes from our match 
and we did it on the fly. We all we all spoke to each other basically, and we all gave each other the to like, okay, we got to cut certain parts. And we went into the finish, and when I got out back, the promoter clapped his hands, and he said he understood it might might have been hard to cut stuff from the match, but we did it in a way that nothing was ruined. And uh, that was that was like uh, oh, you can ask Connors. I was sitting there smiling after that because I felt if that had happened two years ago, I would have been scrambling. I wouldn't know what the holy fuck. I would have just left. <laughs> yeah, 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 it just would have been like. We got two minutes left. Oh fuck it! I'm just yeah. like I'm done then. Like here, somebody yeah, give me a chair. We'll, Let me hit this guy over the head. I'm finished. Disqualify me. I'm yeah, it's over. I'm done. Yeah, Where the fuck we'll is Oh no, he's yeah. done. <laughs> uh, so it really showed our. Uh, I don't want to say maturity because that's not the word for us. Um, it Your just growth. showed our experience. How about growth? Yeah, growth. Yeah, it showed our growth and how comfortable we are in situations now. So now when we're told to just go out there, I'll always go to the promoter and say, okay, what kind of finish do you want? Yeah. Like, if, if there's something important that you want, or even if they go, well, I don't know, I'll be like, well, are you doing certain types of finishes in other matches so we don't copy that? And yeah. I'll always, like, get that rapport with the promoter so he knows that we'll do what he wants. But then he, they all, he or she, well, I've always dealt with men for promoters, but they... They tend to, after meeting us the first time, they tend to just give us leeway anyways because they know that we know we're comfortable in what we're doing in tag team wrestling. And that's the most important part of it all, isn't it? It's the, it's the, it's the comfort and knowing that you, can trust out the ta- that you can trust the talent you bring in, especially when it's, a, it. when it's a fluid tag Comfort's team. One thing, the trust is totally, that's the big one. You gotta have that trust, man. Because I mean, you can have everything laid out. You can walk out there with the, all the confidence and the biggest ball sack you think you got in the world, and then one thing goes wrong, and you don't have anything planned out to fix that problem right then and there. You're fucked. Yeah. So to have that, like, the trust in the people you're working with and your tag team partner on top of that is is paramount. And isn't it another lost art too? Where a lot of a lot of matches nowadays are kind of scripted or pre pre planned, uh, it's a lost art of kind of calling the match on a fly when you have to make those adjustments. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that you guys have learned that, I mean, I guess to be cliche, old school feel because a lot of times a lot of matches are pre planned out, pre scripted, and a lot of people still say, you know, you get those ignorant wrestling fans who don't know the business and say, well, it's all fixed anyways. It's not fixed. It's stories. There's stories that are being told in the ring. And sometimes these stories are one-off stories. Sometimes these stories build to a greater finale. Like you said, you gotta you gotta make the crowd come back. You gotta make the crowd want want to earn that finish. And yeah, it's right. it's a lost. It really is a lost art, though. When when you have to call a match on the fly. So kudos to you guys for being able to kind of hold that high. Because I don't know how many times I've been to a promotion, and I can tell that everything is is super super polished to the point where I know that they've been working on this for weeks at a time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But also, too, sometimes, I mean, I love the -the on-the-fly stuff. That's why I think my favorite match to date with you guys was the one I saw with you and Death Red Army at Destiny because I know that that was meeting each other for the first time. Like you said, you knew it was going to be a fight. You knew you were going to beat the hell out of each other. But the four of you went in, and you did something that was ingrained in my memory. Probably is one of my favorite tag team matches, not indie not pro, not nothing. Favorite tag team matches of all fucking time. And that's kudos to, to the four of you gentlemen. 
And I, I, I mean that sincerely. That's why I wanted to have you guys on the show because I know exactly who you are. And who you are is one of the best damn tag teams in the goddamn world. And if nobody doesn't realize that, well, then they could kiss my ass. Because I know it. <laughs> and that's the most important thing. Well, it's uh, appreciated, man. We work hard at what we do. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's people like you that, that when we have our down days, like we're human. We all have our, our down days and, and shit like that. And, you know, there's there's points in our, in, well, in my life anyways, where some days I still question if I, if I want to continue, but then, you know, we do things like this and I see how I just feel your enthusiasm and and your appreciation for what we do. And, and it just, uh, it knocks all that shit out the back door. And I just, I I just, I want to go in the ring right now and put on a mask for you guys. Like that's just how it's things like that. Cause it's, it's a shitty business. (laughs) Like it really can be. It's a fucking, it can be an asshole, but it can also be, your best friend at, at times like it's gotten me out of a lot of uh you know like real life pinches and there's i'll tell you right now if it wasn't for meeting justin i wouldn't be sitting here right now so wrestling has saved my life totally wow wow that's uh, i i appreciate the genuine genuineness of your answer justin what about you would you say wrestling's done the same thing for you oh 100 i um Connors and my life lies kind of like the Connor parallel, parallel in certain aspects. We've gone through a lot of similar same shit. Um, and when he says that like he wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me, if I had to continue down this road in wrestling as a singles wrestler, I probably wouldn't. Have, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be on this earth either, because it's super hard to be in this business on your own and try to, like, get yourself through the weeds and get yourself away from the snakes and stuff like that. But when you got a tag team partner that thinks just like you, he has a bit of a calmer head than I do, but we think alike. So when I'm ready to go off the rails and snap at someone, he's right there with his hand on my shoulder, like, no, you're not. There's no need for that. Or when one of us needs a pickup, we're right there with each other. So, like, when... Yeah, like you, like I wouldn't. I can't remember what the original question was, but well, if if wrestling had saved your life, and if you felt the same way about Matt that Matt does about wrestling in his life, yes, one hundred then one hundred percent. The wrestling has definitely saved my life, and yeah, like he said, there's days where you wake up, or there's days when you're on the way to a show, and you're like, "Fuck this, I'm out, I'm done, I don't want to do it anymore." And then you start playing your gear, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember why I love this so much." Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interviews like this that remind me because I have those days too. I was those days too. It's yeah. like you know, podcast isn't going the way I wanted to, or that last episode didn't get the listens I thought it was going to get. And then yeah. you know, you you go down, you come down for an interview, and you're just you're not into it, and all of a sudden the interview becomes engaging, and it gets you excited again, and and then you sit back yeah. and you go, "I don't give a shit if I get five listens or forty five listens or a hundred and fifty listens. All I care yeah. is that I was able to sit down with two men or women or whatever that I respect so much because anybody that's willing to give me their time and they step in that ring, they've already earned my respect. But now I can say, now I can say this with all honesty. You guys are now a member of the straight talk family. I want to let you know that now. So anytime you guys want to come back, we'll do it all over again. And this time I will be on time. I want to let everybody out there know that this interview was actually scheduled a couple days ago, but your host fucked up. Your host screwed up. And, uh, 
he he did. I fucked up, and I was late. And both of these gentlemen were gracious and understanding, and allowed for this interview to happen again. And that's because they're just fantastic human beings. So anybody needs to know that uh, sabotage is the reason why they're on Straight Talk today because your boy fucked it up, and I really thought I screwed up the relationship, but now I can see that I didn't, and it's good. And we're gonna do part two very very soon. I do have one more question before we wrap it up. Actually, two more questions. The first one is, is that when this interview drops, because it is pre-recorded, this will be after the next Destiny show, where you guys are going up against Mustache Mountain. You guys are going to be doing that down in Sarnia and Chatham, and it's going to be one hell of a fight. And I, I mean, this is a dream match among dream matches for me. I'm not going to be able to see it because I unfortunately won't be down on the Friday, but it will be there on the Sunday. George hasn't released the full lineup for the Sunday, but I'm hoping by this time I'll have to say that I was able to see you guys again. And you're going to make sure you bring me my shirt so I can buy it. Because last time we couldn't find the right size. Because I like my shirts a little baggy. Because I like to hide my my oversized man stomach. Anyways. Um, just a keg. Just a, right. Wow. I was going to say like a 2-4, but you had to go with keg. Fine. All right. I'll take the keg. Yeah, all right. It's keg. And I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. Okay? Um, so, I mean, this will definitely air after that match happens. But going up against the talents like a Tyler Bate and a Trent Seven, I mean, this is British strong style at its finest. But you guys represent, in my eyes, Canadian strong style. You guys represent Canadian tag teams at the forefront of everything. But to go up against NXT UK stars like this, I mean, you know the kind of fight you're in. But they, they also know the kind of fight they're in. Will you say that this one will be, I mean, it's early in 2020, but would you say that this one will probably be one that highlights your year in terms of opponents? Easy. I'd say. For me, yeah. Uh, like, uh, definitely. Uh, it's going to be a learning experience. It's going to be just, it's going to be all around fun, I think. Um, we've had the opportunity to, you know, talk with Tyler before when we brought him down to Halifax uh, two years ago now, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. And, um, just a super nice guy and like his talent is through the roof especially for his age like he's so goddamn young and uh so it's and and, and trent is you know what i mean like what a machine <laughs> you know so it's and it's two totally different styles so you got this british this british like classic wrestling mixed with like their new style of like whatever the fuck they do they're crazy shit but i mean like it's 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 i, I i'm walking into it as a huge learning experience and uh a lesson uh, but I'm also going in with a clear mind of, of let's have fun. Because if I go in too panicked on like, oh my God, they're going to, you know, it's like this big, huge spectacle. It, I won't be able to enjoy it for what it is. So I'm going in with it, a clear mind of like, let's learn some shit. Let's have some fun and, you know, hopefully get a friendship out of it and, you know, get to work again. Justin, what about you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going into it pretty much the same mindset. Um, people were messaging me like, oh, you're, you're, you're facing WWE guys. That wasn't even the first thought that went through my mind that they were signed WWE, NXT, and NXT UK. It's just the sheer amount of talent that they have is mind-blowing. So now it's, okay, we have to come at them from a different standpoint than when we come at other teams. So now we know that they've got way more experience than us. So it's just going to be going into it with an open mindset and definitely walking away with a lot learned. That's my hope out of it all. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're both right. It's going to be a learning experience, but I think it's going to be a learning experience on both sides because I think you boys got some tricks that you could teach them as well. 
So <laughs> I, I, I know... I've never experienced maritime tag team before. That's right, right so baby. That's right. Welcome. Like I put, when you guys were coming to that. Destiny, did you see the tag I put in the photo? I said, welcome to the fucking Maritimes. Because yeah. now, now we're getting into some heavy uh-huh. shit. That's right. That's right. So my final question, uh, in terms of, you know, fans um, and, and anybody that may ask you guys for advice, if a young fan, boy or girl, was coming to meet you up at the show and they wanted to, they wanted to get into this business and they wanted to ask you one piece of advice, what would be the one advice that you might pass on to that young child coming up to you saying that they want to be a wrestler? Yeah, that one piece of advice would fall under like a huge bracket, I think, Um, unfortunately. First off being, find someone who is reputable to train your ass. Because if not, then you're as good as shit. You're you're nothing. If you don't have that solid background from someone who knows what they're doing, then it's just, it, it makes it even harder. Even if you do come out of that school with... You say you're the top student in... It's like making chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can only get so much out of what that person can offer. Um, so, we fortunately were enough to, uh, to get trained by Gary, who was, you know, a maritime legend. Like, bare bones, classic, old-school wrestling. Like, he, he told us when we walked in, dude, like, don't expect to learn how to do shoot and start presses and shit. That's not what he's here for. Uh your basics are your, your your fundamentals are your your everything. If you don't have those, you're nothing. And there's a lot of people out there who are just they've been wrestling a year. Open up a school, man, you know. And then these kids go get trained, and then they come out worse than when they went in. And that's really back asswards, you know what I mean? So it's but find that reputable trainer that can actually show you the proper way to do what we do, because you can get seriously fucking hurt, and it's not good. <laughs> Like, wrestling with injuries is not fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I said you fall in a big bracket, but I guess that's number one, man. Find a reputable trainer. And, unfortunately, on our side of the world here, there's not really a whole lot on the Maritimes. Um, Gary doesn't train anymore. Uh, Troy runs a school every now and then, but the demand to open up a whole class is just not there. Um, everybody so wants to do but they don't want to pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that too, right? So. Yeah. That's that's another big thing, but um, yeah, man, just just get the proper training because that that's that's the ground floor for everything that we do. And, uh, like the top, the, the top on that is for me is kind of the same thing. So if you said like find the proper trainer, but then when, once you're out, if your trainer isn't active or anything like that, and you got to be on the road, oh, excuse me. Uh, Finding the proper mentor was huge for us. Yeah. And luckily, we've got, I put three up there right away that mm-hmm. have taken, taken us under their wing at set points in our career. And all three of them now were under, and they, they, they let us fuck up, and then they haul us aside. And they're not mad, but they let us fuck up so we don't just get told, hey, don't do this. It's, you realize why you shouldn't do this. Um, so uh, we've been very thankful for those three our entire, uh, if it wasn't for the three of them, our career wouldn't be where it is today, in a sense, because we wouldn't have had the mindset that we do now. And And also be prepared to be humbled and be prepared to, like, 
have to do shitty things. Like we've we've driven on our own dime six hours just to go help set up a ring for a show and just to help the company and stuff like that. Like we've we've done we've gone out of our way numerous times and it's not trying to put ourselves over, it's to tell other kids that if you have something you can offer a company, don't expect to get paid for it right away, like, bring it up to the company, like, Connors and myself are very comfortable driving big trucks. So we got on, we got on the ring truck duty right away, and then we became comfortable because we both worked with our hands all our lives, we know how to fix ring. Mm -hmm. So we did that, and we just built our our, our, uh, reputation up with the company that we were trustworthy, and then they started making spots for us on show. Well, I think that's that's perfect advice, and I think it's uh, it's it's the advice that I expected. And this interview is everything that I absolutely expected. I'm a fan first, but having conversations like this absolutely makes everything that Straight Talk Wrestling is all about. Because we're sh- I'm straight up, I'm honest, and I'm real, and so are you, gentlemen. I can't thank you enough for the time today. It was an honor and a privilege to speak with you, even though I fucked up the original time, and I'll say it again, I fucked it up. But. Um, <laughs> Just having you guys on this show for 45 minutes has been an absolute honor and a privilege. And like I said, you know, a couple minutes back, you guys are now officially a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you guys want to get back on the show again, whether it be together, whether it be separate, I don't care. You just hit me up. We're going to do it all over again anytime. I appreciate the time today, gentlemen. Thank you uh, very much. Yeah, I totally appreciate you having us on. It was definitely a blast. And it's, it's really funny for us, or for me anyways, because down here in Maritimes, we're... I guess you could say we're respected, but we're the bad guys. So when we yeah. come out to Ontario and stuff like that, and people are clapping for us and jumping, you know, they're, they're, they're appreciating us in a different light. Uh, there's times where I look at Connors and it's like, oh, shit, right, we got to be the good guys now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to, like... I'm about to smack a baby, and he's like, "No, no, no! You're supposed to be. You're supposed to kiss the baby. Stop it! Stop yeah. it!" <laughs> the, 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 best, the best was at the last uh, um, Way Valley show. We uh, yeah. we tur- we turned face that show basically, uh-huh. um, and as we're facing another team, Connor's getting the shit kicked out of him. And I'm just standing there, leaning over the rope, like, "What are you doing? Like, come on! Like, I'm not." I'm, and then finally, it clicks in. Oh shit! I got to get the crowd behind us. So then I start <laughs> laughing. Complete. He's looking at me with sympathy, like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> looking at him, reaching for a tag, and he's like, "Get up!" Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what you guys got to do then. Next, depending on what what promotion you're at, just write down on one hand heel and one hand face. <laughs> And then you just look at the hand and be like, okay, bro, so my right hand says we're supposed to be face. No, dude, you're supposed to write the face on your left hand. Right hand's supposed to say heel. Yeah, but my right is your left. Oh, I can't work under these conditions. I can't. Forget it. I'm out. You just, you just described our tag team, like, behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, gentlemen, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Go enjoy the rest of your weekend. And hopefully I get to see you guys at the next Destiny Show in March. And we'll catch up all over again. It was an honor. And a privilege. Thank you so much for the time. And from all of my Trade Talk faithful, I want to say thank you for being, hands down, one of the best tag teams myself has ever seen. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Brother. All right. I really appreciate it. You guys go enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We will talk soon, okay? Later, man. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Well, guys, what can I say? That was sabotage. Absolutely epic tag team. Welcome to the fucking Maritimes, boys and girls, because these guys are the legitimate real deal. I had the honor and privilege of watching a few matches online, but man, oh man, seeing them in person added a whole nother layer. And you can't thank anybody else but George the Iceman for bringing these guys down to Ontario so I could see them full force. They're absolutely amazing. Honored to talk to them. And I can't wait till we do it again because I know we're going to do it again. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George Mackay. Thank you so much for listening to Straight Talk Wrestling today. Peace, love, and wrestling. And don't forget to tune in next week. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you.